This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show, of course, with the one and only Chelsea legend, Kerry Dixon. And, of course, this wonderful little show is in association with ChelseaFan12.com, the home of the 12th man, the fan. And uh, do check out their website for some fantastic memorabilia, as well as some great news and uh, Chelsea-related videos. And, of course, uh, if you're at the match uh, at home on Saturdays or Sundays, then... uh, Chelsea Fan 12 do a little video with uh, Chopper Harris and Gary Chivers at the Butcher's Hook, which is always well worth a look if you can get there live. And, of course, go and watch that on their website afterwards. And, of course, follow them on Twitter at Fan12Chelsea. So, Kerry, it's the kind of the day after the night before, really, isn't it? And, uh, you know, the uh, the cup, the Carabao Cup semi-final uh, against Arsenal last night, it was all going so well. And then it all went a bit pear-shaped, didn't it? I mean, personally, myself, I thought it was quite a good start. And uh, my own view is that, you know, it made a massive difference, William going off, because I thought he, he looked really good with Hazard, like he did against Brighton. But uh, I suspect there's a lot more to it than that, isn't there? No, I've got to be honest. You know, you look at the results between the two sides, I mean, this season, and, and, and there doesn't seem to be an awful lot between them. Um Last night, no exception. I thought Chelsea started very well. And I've, I've got to be honest, I thought overall they were slightly the better side. You know, um, a draw was prob- probably once again a fair result. Um, but someone's got to win these things. And it took a couple, uh, well, a, a couple of deflections and then another deflection, which put it into the path of Xhaka uh, and he scored. But, um, you know, Chelsea had their moments as well. Um, I, I, it's it started off really well for us, as you've already said. I mean, Hazard was outstanding, I thought. You know, every time he got the ball, um, looked a threat. Um, I agree with you with William as regards, I'm not talking about the going off, but, you know, when he was on the ball, he also looked a threat and something might happen. Um, but I just think after that a little bit, I, it, it once again is a little bit flat. You know, you, you, yeah. you look at other other areas of the field and you look where's where something might happen, what could happen. Marcus Alonso, 
you know, he looks threatening at times on certain issues and his free kicks, of course, as well. But, you know, there's one of one or two headers from set plays that maybe, you know, could have been a little bit better. But the reality is, take Hazard and possibly William out. Um, and I do think that it's, it's where we're short. And, it, you know, I'm looking at the January transfer window. Manchester United, I feel, are the same sort of thing with Lukaku not scoring. And, you know, they've, they've got, OK, Rashford, Martial. But um, the signing of Alexis Sanchez is going to give them another dimension. All teams are looking to address their problems. And I'm sure Chelsea are as well. Um, but I do think if Eden Hazard wasn't in our side, I do think that we'd be in and around fourth, fourth to sixth, I've got to be honest. Well, I think actually the reality is is that if you don't have Hazard, then we look quite an ordinary side. And I, I mean, before I get into the more specifics of it, I, th- I think Jen, look, I, I get it. You know, none of us like losing a semi final, and it makes us all feel thoroughly, thoroughly miserable because it's, you know, we've been denied a trip to Wembley. But um, there has been uh, a lot of um, kind of it, it, the mood's been very low. I'd say just judging from what I'm being seeing on, on on social media today. And I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that people just kind of think that, well, you know, Arsenal are not that good a side. But I think it's also like kind of what you're saying. The realisation is that, well, maybe we're not either. Maybe we're not quite as good as we think we are. Um, I mean, just just to kind of talk about the game more specifically, I mean, I know William went off and I personally do think that that made a big difference. But uh, I think it. I think Arsenal, actually, they, they clearly changed tactics in the second half and they upped their game and they were much more threatening. So I, I think, again, one has to recognise that there are two sides involved in the game, not just one, don't we? Yes, we do. I thought we were the better side in the first half by a, a quite a way. Um, and, uh, yeah, they were better in the second half. And, you know, they got a couple of fortuitous goals, um, I have to say. They did threaten a little bit more. Um, but, but, you know, I, I really don't think that, you know, we were put under tremendous pressure and, no. and you know I, I think a draw as I've said was a fair result but you know mm. it's goals that change games and it's, it's goals that win games and you know whether it be fortuitous a referee's decision whether it be a, a right or wrong call they got them they had men in the right place a couple of deflections went their way and you know we don't go to Wembley they do and you're quite right there's not a lot between the two sides uh, results tell you that we're third in the league. Um, are they fourth, or, or, or it's Liverpool or, or Spurs? It, you know, it, 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 they're the, they're the main protagonists in that position, and the two Manchester clubs are quite rightly uh, above all of them, and, and I include us in that. Um, we, yeah. as I've been saying for the last month, we need to improve to you know challenge. Um, Manchester City appear to be away and goal with a title, but that can change. You know, you don't know what impact Sanchez will have at uh, United. You don't know what will happen in the rest of the transfer window, you know, the last-minute last deals or whatever, or what might not happen. But things can change, and we can improve, and we've got to improve. Um, and I keep mentioning it. I'm not going to keep saying it every show, but Barcelona are looming. Um, in a month's time, uh, we could be looking at a, a fight for fourth place. You know, that's another reality, you know. Uh, um, it's just the way it is. OK, Newcastle at home, we should be looking to beat them. But we struggle with Norwich, and goodness me, two games, uh, you know, uh, we did that last week. But it could be a, the realisation if, if Barcelona were to put us out of the Champions League and, and Manchester City would continue their way and anything untoward happened in the, in the FA Cup, but, you know, it could be a dismal season in a month's time. Well, we, we, we talked about that, didn't we? We said that, uh, you know, the next, I think at the beginning of the year, we said the next two months are going to be very interesting because we could either be flying or we could be out of all the competitions. 
uh, and obviously it would be a bit depressing if we are. Um, I, I, before I kind of wrap this up, because there's a couple of things I want to talk about in light of where we are at the moment, but, uh, you know, when William went off, uh, Conte turned to Ross Barkley, and I think most Chelsea supporters were really, you know, very keen to see how, how he was going to do. And But there was an element of sympathy with him today, because I, I think a lot of people realise that, you know, the kid's not match fit. But uh, I'd be interested to hear what you think about that. Absolutely, you've already said it. Um, eight months out, come on, give him a break. Yeah. I certainly hope, and uh, I don't believe for one moment Chelsea fans are going to judge him on a substitute's appearance in a semi-final away where we have to win um, win the game or, or at least uh, a, a score draw. Coming on and expected to um, to do something. Um, he was given an opportunity. He's a good player and he's going to be a yeah. good player in the future. Just how good he's going to be um, will depend on his his uh, ability to stay in the side and get himself a run, get himself fit and, and, and you know, produce what we hope and what the whole of English football hopes that uh, he possibly can produce because like Jack Wilshere, uh, who was in opposition last night, um, he's a hyped up youngster and uh, he's yet to fulfil his potential. Um, we hope that he realises his potential with us. Um, I still think there's a good future ahead of him. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Chelsea fans won't be on his back just yet. But, uh, you know, I think I think we've got a good purchase and I think we've got to give him some time. I, I, I actually generally don't think that there were many that were, you know, getting on his back at all. I just kind of think that, in a sense, it was a shame for him that he was uh, kind of thrown on in those circumstances when perhaps he's not really match fit. But I think that, that look, there's a, there seems to be quite a lot of negativity around. And, you know, I don't think it's helped in a sense by the perception that we have about what's going on between Conte and the board. You know, he keeps having a dig at them about, well, I'm not involved with the transfers. You know, there's been rumours going on all season that he wasn't happy with what happened in the summer. And there's now a lot of rumours gathering a pace that he is going to be gone at the end of the season. And, and, and you know, it, that all really feeds into a bit of negativity, I think. But I wonder if that can also feed into the players in some way. I mean, I have to say, Kerry, I personally don't think that, you know, I don't think we, there's a case that, you know, he's lost the dressing room or they're not playing for him anymore. But I just wonder if, you know, they're not immune to that. They're human. I wonder if there is a sense that they, they kind of are a bit depressed about what's going on as well. Well, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But listen, I've I've never been one for giving players an excuse because there's things going on off the field. You know, I, I come I come through a Chelsea career. No disrespect to the nine years I had at Chelsea when they we were saving the bridge. There was buckets going round the ground. There was electric fences. We were fighting Cabra and Marla Estates. It was, uh, we were building a new stadium. Uh, goodness me, come on! And they're worried about whether a manager comes and goes. Well, I'm not going to yeah. give any credence for that particular subject and uh, and and allow. Um, uh, players to get away with uh, performances that are not quite up to scratch. And I'm not saying it's not quite up to scratch, but we're a good side, but we're not a top side at the moment. I really don't think we are. I think on occasions we are. And it's all dependent upon Eden Hazard, uh, creative-wise. Uh, you know, I'm going to go and repeat myself, a Fabregas pass or a bit of brilliance or a free kick from, say, uh, Alonso or, or you know, something of this ilk. Um, but we're not a, a, a wonderful side to watch. You're not going to say we're a city whereby you're looking at Aguero, you're looking at De Bruyne, you're looking at Sané, you're looking at Sterling. You know, all of these people are playing, it appears, at the top of their form. Um, we've got one or two players who are not performing at the top of their form and or not fulfilled potential or, or not fit. Uh, and that's where we are. Um, so whether the manager comes or goes is not uh, an excuse for any player not to put on the shirt, get out there and try and do his best. Having said that, and this is the final bit on it, uh, you know, from my perspective, is that yes, they will be aware 
and certain players, I've got to be honest, will use it as an excuse mm, um, yeah. that it's disrupting the dressing room and use it as a means of perhaps hiding their own failings at the moment. And I'm not saying players are failing. Um, we made the semi-final of a cup competition. We're up against Barcelona. You, you can spin it all around how you want. At the end yeah. of the day, we're in, we're, in, we're in four trophies. The idea is to try and win one, two, three, or possibly four. You know, um, And that's how the season's judged. Where we are at the moment, mm. we're out of one. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think you know, and here's the thing, and we can talk about it till the cows come home. But none of us, none of us are there. None of us really know what's going on. Uh, but uh, you know, I think, I think it's, it, I think it's just adding to to the negativity and 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 the gloom at the moment. But I think you know, you're right. There is another perspective, and and that is that we're still uh, still in three competitions. One of them we're going to talk about in a minute. But before we do that. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's let's hopefully lighten the mood a bit, Kerry, because uh, last uh, Saturday against Brighton uh, was very much the good side of Chelsea. And of course, what intrigued me is that what happened was uh, very much what we were talking about last week in terms of playing, you know, William and Hazard uh, behind the striker. And boy, did it work! I-, I thought that they were both absolutely superb. I really do. Uh, and the goals were superb as well. But I think you know the other thing is Batshuayi, who gets a lot of stick. Uh, you know, quite often rightly, uh, but I thought he he looked better too. I mean, he he was running into space far more intelligently than he has before, and it looked like he was much more comfortable with with two players buzzing around him rather than one, which meant that he would have to hold the ball up uh, more than he's perhaps capable of doing. That would be my take on it. Well, the interplay between all three was wonderful, and there were some great moments, Wasn't and they it? played uh, and they played really well, and it was and it was a joy to watch. It, listen, it was it was great on the eye. Um, and, and, you know, home or away, we said they should beat Brighton. We were a little bit unsure as to what might what they might produce and, and what team we would play and all the rest of it. But we're going to be like that until the team becomes a little bit more settled like it was last season and, 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 and just grind out performances and produce a few uh, great performances now and again. That was a great performance from us. Um, we played really well. The football was excellent. Um, defensively, we were right. Um, it was a wet, old, horrible day. Um, but nevertheless, uh, all the people that travelled uh, down to the coast were well rewarded with, a, with an excellent performance. And it'll be in the top five performances so far of the season for me. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that absolutely. I mean that 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 second goal from William was just. I mean, if that's not one of the goal of the season contenders, I don't know what you have to do. Um, at the other end, though, uh, what did you think of uh, Big Willie Caballero? Um, there was a lot of us talking about it on Saturday, saying he reminded us a bit of Peter Barotta. Well, Peter Barotta. I mean, Bruce Robola. You know, it was a great goalkeeper. It's a bit unfair on Bruce, perhaps uh, a comparison. <laughs> you know, um, I think uh, there was a fellow for the older people who would remember um, a Polish goalkeeper called Jan Tomaszewski. That uh, yeah, Brian Clough the clown. Dubbed a clown. Yeah, dubbed the clown. And and I'm not going to say that's a little bit fair, unfair on Willy Caballero. Um, you know, because he's certainly not a clown. And you know. Uh, by hook or by crook, he produced some great saves and uh, come away with a clean sheet at uh, uh, Brighton. And uh, you know, there's some wonderful saves uh, from uh, a downward header. I remember going the wrong way. He managed to get a hand to it and, and keep it out. No excellent performance, and uh, he, he's been rewarded. Uh, you know, um, with, with another game. I don't know how long he's. You know, that's going to last, or what's what's going on. In, in, in that particular area, um, but listen, he hasn't done himself no harm. He's proved we've got pretty decent backup. I thought he was great. I'll be honest with you. I mean, not least because it was it was a bit kamikaze at times, but it was entertaining. And and you're right. I thought that save that he made, uh, you know, from the header was was world class. 
you know, not many keepers would have would have got to that, I don't think. So that was impressive. But uh, uh, it it was a bit like watching through your fingers for some of it. And 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 I don't know. There, there's, I mean, you're a striker, so you might have an interesting view on this. But there's, there's always been a theory that you've got to be quite mad to be a goalkeeper. And there were moments when you could see that that might be true of him. But he's certainly a character, isn't he? Well, it looks that way. I mean, um, you know, he comes flying out of his area looking to punch. He doesn't get the ball. He goes scampering back and then he does get it and he gets half a half a punch on it and everyone's going, well, what's going on? And, and of course, last night he's up for the corner. You know, it, yeah, I think a uh, um, little bit mad um, in, in the nicest possible way. But, uh, yeah. you know, the all-important thing, of course, about a goalkeeper is, is keeping the ball out of the net. And uh, that's what mm. we... Uh, well, you people might love this uh, madcap antics of uh, goalkeepers, but uh, me, I'd uh, I like uh, a sure, safe pair of hands, and uh, knowing that uh, the the ball has got a better than average chance of not going in the back of our net every time it goes near the keeper. But uh, I think uh, he's a little bit better than that, and I think we've got decent backup. And uh, you know, I think Courtois, of course, is you know whatever happens with Courtois. Or what, one way or another, uh, if he stays at the club, if he doesn't, if he stays, he'll be first choice. But uh, Caballero will put pressure on him. Yeah. yeah, well, that's interesting, actually, isn't it? I mean, you know, he 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 certainly did well in the penalty shootout against Norwich, and, and he's got quite a big reputation for that. But he, he he's no mug. I mean, he played. I think most of. Uh, uh, I think he, 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 I can't remember what cup it was in, perhaps it was the League Cup. I think he played nearly all of City's games in the League Cup when they won that. So he, he's clearly no mug. And remember that their defence was often criticised last season for being a bit ropey. So it wasn't as if he had nothing to do. Um, just to turn this to a different direction, because we kind of touched on this a minute ago, really. We were talking about Batshuayi and you were talking about, you know, we need to strengthen the side, this transfer window. We have got a few holes to plug. And of course, the the big rumours. Of course, we we you know one has to, to to take them on face value, I suppose, until we we know one way or or the other. But uh, the rumours are that we've been in for Jacko, uh, who's playing for Roma, which uh, I find interesting uh, on one level uh, because he you know if we do get him, he's uh, he's uh, he's unable to play for us in the Champions League, and you would have thought the club would want somebody who can do that. And secondly, if we do get him, Batshuayi will apparently be going out on loan, so that means we'll be a left with you know the status quo two strikers, but B with one with one who can't play in the Champions League, which I think think is a peculiar decision. I'll be honest with you, but again, I'd be intrigued to to, to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I mean, I think Eden Jacko's a good player. I thought he was a decent yeah, player, City. and I think mm. he was decent what he what he showed against Roma this year. Um, and I think he would be a decent acquisition if they're looking a little bit long-term and they're looking for a, a solid option, um, whether to challenge Morata or indeed be first choice next season and so on. If Morata doesn't, sorry about this, but step up a little bit more, you've just got to find a little bit as far as I'm concerned. But um, everyone knows that who listens to the show or whatever. Um, Jetro would be a, a good challenge and I, I think he'd be a good fit. But if you're talking Champions League this year and we're, we're looking at that, then... No, obviously, uh, you know, you'd be hoping that Morata, um, other people, uh, perhaps in the club, would be looking longer term, thinking, yeah, well, hold on, this, we've got Barcelona, we're going to play what we're going to play. Um, we could possibly be out of that competition, and we're, we're thinking about a whole um, strategy of buying a player for, what, two games? Um, of which, yeah. at, at the moment, Morata's first choice, and, you know, provided he's fit and able and not suspended or whatever, then he'll be playing. So... You know, we wouldn't worry too much about Jekko if indeed we get past, past 
get past Barcelona. And then you'll have to put uh, Morata, if you like, in a bit of cotton wool. And Jekyll, I can see getting more league games and, uh, you know, mm. in our quest for the Champions League. But that's the situation to be managed. And that's why Conte is what he is. And that's why the club is, are what they are. But I certainly wouldn't put, be put off by an Ed and Jekyll. And out of all the names, I love the sentiment about Peter Crouch, um, you know, Chelsea fan <laughs> and all the rest of it. Um, 37, lives near Cobham and all the rest of it can get here. And yeah, great. Um, I love all that. Um, just so that Batshaw I could go out and get some games, by all means, uh, you know, come on and be a backup. But why not um, give Peter his... Uh, a lifetime dream of finishing his career at the club he's supporting as a boy. But uh, no, Edin Dzeko, um, yeah, real positive if, if indeed that becomes a, a reality. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match... And they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we need we need backup there. We, we've known, we've all known this since the summer, so this is this is hard, hardly news. But, uh, I mean, the other thing, apart from the fact that he won't be available for the Champions League, um, he's 31 and the club have long made it clear that they don't offer people over the age of 30 more than a one-year contract. And apparently, you know, he wants more than one. So again, if they if they break that, that, that sends out very mixed messages to me. Um, but, you know, you're right. I mean, it, it's preferable to some of the, the, the mad rumours that we were hearing, amongst them Peter Crouch, who not only a Chelsea supporter, Kerry, he, uh, apparently you were his big hero. I, I presume you well, knew that. Well, I look... You know, if, that, if indeed that be the case, it's uh, it's an honour, and uh, as it is with every player who uh, or every person that um, has got a hero, and uh, it's an honour if, if indeed that is be the case. But uh, no, I, you know, it must be. It would have been great for Crouch. I'm not. I'm not an Andy Carroll fan. You know, you can 
knock all the rumours and then all the rest not of it. Not many are. Um, <laughs> no, um, I'm not. A, but listen, uh, Peter Crouch to play for his boyhood club. Oh, that's, that's a lovely little dream. Um, Murat, yeah. let's, let's face it, he's going to be our first choice. Uh, they're, they're looking to get some game time somewhere. Um, more game time into Batshuayi because he's not going to improve unless he's, unless he's playing. He's got to play somewhere. And uh, I can understand for the rest of the season, get him out on loan, perhaps give him three or four months of regular football and, uh, you know, we might see some improvement there. And, you know, mm. for him to challenge Morata, we, we've got to see a little bit of improvement. I think the guy can yeah. score goals, but as I've said before, I think he's shot to pieces. I think he needs to, a little change and an opportunity to prove what he can do. And I don't think he's going to get it at Chelsea at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, fair point. Well, you know, right now with some of the rumours that are going around, Kerry, I think you should get your boots out and come out of retirement. We could do a lot worse. Uh, so there you go. Um, well, you know, we could, but I'm just I'm biased because you were you were you were my hero when I was a kid watching Chelsea, like Peter Crouch. So there you go. Um, listen, we're going to round this little uh, chat up because we've got a game coming up on Sunday. Many would say thank God for that. And, and I mean, in, in, a, in a funny old way, you know, it, it, what, what's true for the players is true for us as supporters. You know, we can. We can all go up there on on Sunday, have a few beers, watch the game, hopefully see Chelsea win, and we'll forget about uh, Wednesday night. Um, that's the hope, anyway. But the reality is, I think, with with this FA Cup match, is that because we've gone out of the Carabao Cup, very frustratingly at the semi final stage, because you know City are running away with the league, because we've got Barcelona in the round of sixteen for the Champions League, which will not be easy. Uh, this probably has really grown in importance, the match on Sunday, because the FA Cup's possibly our most realistic chance for a trophy this season, isn't it? Well, I, I certainly look at it uh, in a very similar uh, similar vein. I think uh, nothing's impossible as far as the Barcelona game is concerned. We have got world-class players um, or player players, stroke, um, you know. And, and I think if we with a bit of improvement, as I've said before, who knows, they're an ageing side and, you know, anything can happen over the two games. We've seen that before. Um, yeah, but totally. realistically, realistically, you're asking City at the moment to lose what four or five games to come back to the field, or certainly to get come back to us um, over however many games it's going to be. I can't realistically see them the way they're playing unless there's a dramatic loss in form. So yes, this is going to be our best chance of a trophy. And you know, Newcastle at home, it's a good opportunity for us to progress. Uh, I'm sure the management, and I, I'm sure the management, not I hope will realise that this is going to be the case. Not uh, not going to say tinker with the team, but it's always going to get it right and pick the right team to get through. You don't want another Norwich thing. You don't want to be going to Newcastle where, you know, replays, uh, you know, you, you don't want these situations. Uh, penalties, extra time and so on. Pick a team to win this game and, and, and let's get it right. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that'd be the case. And if he does, uh, and I'm going to say again at the end of it, we should beat Newcastle. Okay? That's as I see the game. Um, at home, mm. for sure, and uh, mm. I, I think we should progress. Well, you know, obviously, I would agree with that, and I think it is interesting actually because I think, given given all things being equal, everybody fit, I think that uh, Conte would probably put out uh, the team that played against Norwich both times. I really do, but. At the moment, our bigger issue is, you know, what team can he put out? Because, you know, as it stands today, which is Thursday, uh, William and Fabregas uh, are almost certainly out. And there's still a doubt about Morata and Courtois. So, given that he doesn't like Pat Shuai, which, you know, clearly, judging from, uh, you know, what what happened uh, last night, I don't think he does. It's going to be really intriguing to see who he does pick. I think his first concern is who, who's fit to play at the moment, isn't it? Well, we said this. We said something about Matt Fly down at Brighton, and uh, we said it looks like he's going to have to play. 
And uh, sure enough, he wouldn't have to play. And, uh, you know, the way I see it, any, any performance similar to that at Brighton will be, will be good enough. I mean, I think that's why we'll play, whether he likes him or not, whether we don't like him or not. Um, he is running out of options. Uh, there are There is always options. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, he can play anyone, anywhere. Um, as he has done in the past. He can play four or five midfielders and play one striker. It has it on his own. There's lots of things he can do. Um, it's what he will do. And I think he'll play Batshuayi. Uh, I mm. think Pedro, I think Hazard. Um, no, I think that Mishi Batshuayi uh, will probably start. I mean, Antonio Conti can do whatever he wants to in terms of playing players. Uh, yes, we've got injuries, uh, but that's certainly not a good excuse with the squad our size. You look at the back of the programme every week and you see about, you know, 30-odd players down there. Um, there's plenty of uh, options and, and there's a lot of players wanting to play for, for different reasons. Um, I don't see a problem. Um, David Luiz, uh, you know, certainly come and play. I, I don't see anything wrong with him, um, you know, coming in in that position. He, he, he can play him in midfield. He, there's plenty of options he's got. Um, and we're talking about Newcastle. Um, and I'm not, that's not a put down of Newcastle. Treat them as what they are. They're, you know, they're, they're a side... Um, it, Trying their trade, looking to go as far as they can. They're at the same level as we are, but uh, we've got home advantage, and, and, and we are even given four or five injuries, a, a, a better side with better players than they've got. That's that's the way I see it. You can pick whatever you want. I think Batshuayi will play. I think uh, Pedro will play. Hazard, he might leave him on the bench, depending, or he might start him and uh, get the game one or whatever. I mean, any three in midfield. Uh, forward midfield you've got your two wide players you could probably zap across the white player and Moses I don't, I don't know but he'll play any two of the three there um, and then you, you take your pick you know you look at Bakayako you look at um, um, Kante whether he'll give him a rest or not whether he'll play Ampadu whether he'll push Louise forward he's got plenty of players mate you know and any of that any side along them lines um, is, is going to be good enough um, the way I see it Okay. Well, I I think you know. I think actually, bizarrely, a bit like Brighton. Actually, if he if he's going to play his best possible side, and his his hands are still slightly tied, and I think that that means that you know, a bit like uh, against Brighton, where Pedro and Morata were out, um, he had to play Batshuayi because he couldn't do the the false number nine thing because he needs Pedro, William, and Hazard to do that. So he opted for William and Hazard and Batshuayi, and I think it may work out the same. On Sunday, so he'll play Pedro and Hazard together behind Batshuayi, and, and I, actually, I don't have a problem with that. I think that could well work. Um, I think what is also interesting is that the last two games, or few, yeah, last two games, he's played Rudiger um, and Christensen and uh, Aspilicueta, who I I think most supporters would say is actually our best back three at the moment. And because of the lack of uh, Fabregas being available, he's played Kante and Bakayoko in the midfield. And I think the interesting thing that we haven't talked about thus far today in the last two games is how well Bakayoko's played. He looks a lot more comfortable in a two than he does in a three. Uh, so if I think we're going to play the strongest team, he'll pretty much do that. But but just, just picking up on the Bakayoko thing, Kerry, I mean, the lad's been struggling a bit, hasn't he? But I think the last two games he's played very well. Well, look, I think he needs to do a bit more as well. I, I, I agree he's picked up his game a little bit, but he had to. I, I, I thought he was, uh, many people, and me included, were comparing him to Matic, which is the obvious comparison, and seeing as one player left and has gone to United and, and one's come in and we're meant to be improving the side. He would, he needed to pick up his game. I still don't think uh, he's at his best, and I think there's a lot of improvement in him. Um, but yes, um, you know... It, his game got a little bit better, but I'm not going overboard. Yeah, I, I need to see uh, a performance along before I start to 
wax lyrical about it, uh, you know, like Patrick Vieira, if you like, you know, where you dominate a midfield or, or a Yaya Toure or something like that, you know. He's, he's, he's got to start dominating midfields and, uh, you know, taking control of games and, and breaking up things, uh, you know. You know, you can take back to any type of midfield and he does that. And although he's picked up his game, I'm certain, certainly not going to start jumping on the bandwagon that we get wonderful performances. I think uh, he's got to do a lot more and I think there's uh, hopefully a lot more to come from him. Um, just while we're on that in midfield, you know, whether it's a two or three or whatever, um, if his performance is improving or two, you know, so be it. And that's not an excuse one way or another, um, a position, um, or whether there's three in there, whether there's two in there, to, you know, uh, make your performances go up and down. You've got to get to a stage when you're playing in the Premier League or at the top level, whereby your performances are pretty similar week in, week out, and, you, and everyone will know what they're getting. You can't be a, uh, an eight and a nine and then a two and a three or a four and a five, you know? You've got to be seven at worst, and you've got to be ten every now and again and, and generally eight. You know, that's where you yeah. stay inside. That's that's the way you establish your, you, you know, you are who you are, your credentials, yeah. if you like. And just while we're on the midfield, um, I think Barkley could well get a start for the, for the, against Newcastle. Mm. And, Danny Drink, and Danny Drinkwater also could also play. So we've got plenty of players. Don't worry about that. Yeah. And well, I mean, as always, it'll be intriguing to see what Conte does. I, I think it will also be uh, interesting to see what Rafa does. Because I have a suspicion that he he may he may field a weakened team, actually, because I think he's going to focus on trying to keep uh, Newcastle in the league, particularly given what's going on with Ashley trying to sell it and all of that. You know, for them, the absolute priority is to stay in the league. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Rafa doesn't turn up with a full-strength team. But, I mean, whether that's an advantage for us, God only knows. We shall, we shall all see on Sunday. I mean, you know, we should really kind of have a little bit of a chat about how we see it's going. I, I, to be honest, mate, I think it's really hard to predict other than the obvious that we are a better team than them and we should win. But uh, given that we really don't know who he's going to pick or who Rafa's going to pick, it is quite hard to call in that respect, isn't it? Well, I hope Rafa Benitez turns up with a youth team. It makes no difference to me one iota. <laughs> That's as, quite right. Uh, as, as to how Chelsea progress food around, and, you know, it's it so be it. You know, we put our team out, we beat them, whatever, and we move on and look forward to the draw. Um, you know, this is the way I look at it, and you know, there's no guarantee as far as Benitez is concerned that um, they're going to stay in the league anyway. That's you know, they can put out whatever side they want in the cup. Um, if I was a Newcastle fan, and, and that be the case, and we are where we are, they're travelling down from Newcastle to Chelsea, for, and they will come. They'll, I'm pretty certain that Newcastle fans, knowing them as I know them, will set out their contingent, and uh, they'll be packed and singing away in, in, in the area uh, designated for them. So. You know, I would be very upset if I was there if I was uh, my manager turned up and put the YouTube and surrendered the game. It's already a tough game. Um, I think he'll he'll try and win the game. I don't think he'll come with a weakened side. He'll, he'll put out the best possible available. And uh, then he's got a... Uh, after we beat them, no matter what he puts out, he, in my opinion, he, he'll let us battle our relegation scrap for the rest of the season. So you'll, you think he'll compartmentalise it, which, you know, frankly, I, I agree with you. If I was a Newcastle fan, I'd have the right hump if he, if he, if he threw the game, as it were. Um, look, I think what we could both agree on, absolutely, is that uh, we hope that Chelsea have a nice thumping win on Sunday because I think it would uh, put the smiles back on everybody's faces. But also, I think, you know, like I said earlier, it's 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 our possibly our most realistic chance of a trophy this season. And as you know very well, Chelsea supporters love the FA Cup. So uh, fingers crossed that we put in a good performance and get a decent result on Sunday, mate. 
I'm pretty certain we will. A uh, decent performance. Mm. We're not a bad side. After all this talk, uh, just because we went out of a cup to, away to Arsenal or, or to Arsenal over two legs, um, it's not all doom and gloom. It's a semi-final. We've gone a lot further than uh, the majority of the teams in this country. Uh, we just didn't make the final on this occasion and uh, due to a mm. bit of luck as far as I'm concerned or, or a bit of bad luck. But uh, we'll put in a decent performance. I was heartened by the Brighton uh, performance. I thought that was really good. Something similar, uh, as far as I'm concerned. We'll see off Newcastle and we'll be looking at the next round in the Cup. Yeah, I, to be really honest, mate, I, I think that's 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 absolutely the right attitude. You know, I, I think we do need a bit of perspective. I, I can understand what what happens. I mean, we don't like Arsenal, so losing to them is just really unbearable. And and we've we've had a pretty poor run against them recently, having had a period where we've dominated them. So that makes it quite hard to take. And I think then you factor in a lot of the stuff that's going on in the media about the board and Conte, that, that, and that breeds a lot of frustration as well. So you mix all that in and, and you you can see how people get gloomy. But the reality is something different. You know, we're not a bad side, as you said. Uh, you know, we got to the semi-final. You know, we're still in the top four and we got the FA Cup. So uh, let, let's all focus on that as well, perhaps. Yeah, that's the way I see it. That's the only way to be. Um, I, I do think everything else we've said, you know, uh, I stand by. Um, it is going to be difficult. We do need to improve, but but nothing's impossible. You know, um, we have got decent players. Um, and on the day, we could be a match for anyone. And uh, listen, I include Barcelona on that. Um, the, only, yeah. the, only thing that, the only thing that sticks in my jaw a little bit is, is some of the performances we've thrown in this year. And, and, you know, I don't want to go back over them, but... Uh, you know, the Burnleys, the Palaces and, you know, the, the West Ham's and, and some of these performances, you know. That's the only thing yeah, that, well, uh, mate, that, niggles, that niggles me a little bit. If you, Look, if, if the players can't get up for a Champions League tie against Barcelona, they shouldn't be playing the game. I mean, I, speaking as a supporter, I mean, I'm, I am really, really looking forward to that match. You know, there's, there's, there, there, that, this, is why, this is why you go. This is why... You know, you want Chelsea to finish in the top four. So if they can't get up for that, there's something wrong. And I, I suspect that they will. I really do. And, of course, they'll be underdogs, no doubt. So, uh, you know, that might play into it as well. Anyway, we, we, we don't have to talk about that game for a few weeks yet. But uh, we've we got to get Sunday out of the way first. Mate, I'm sure you're going. So have a great uh, great time and enjoy it. I, I will be doing the same. And uh, you and I will reconvene next week, hopefully, to talk about a, a nice good win against Newcastle. I'm sure we will, Dave. Have a good day. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.